made with some beautiful in-season ruby red grapefruit. And the recipe is from Life Changing Food. So this cookbook came out in 2017 and this is probably my favorite recipe in the book. So good. My parents lived, before I was born, they lived in South Texas. And this recipe is a favorite in South Texas in ruby red grapefruit season. And you'll see um, little barbecue joints serving their version of the grapefruit pie. And it can be different. It can have cream cheese layer or not. And it can be, you know, all different types of ways of making it. I really just think this is such a delicious way to eat grapefruit. A lot of people are a bit scared of grapefruit because they think it's really bitter. But when you take the pith and the, the um, that thin skin from between each segment, when you take that away, you get beautiful, sweet, juicy grapefruit segments. And that's called filleting the grapefruit. So that's what I'm gonna show you today, how to fillet the grapefruit, how to make this delicious pie. And I'm going to show you a couple of different versions. So you can make a grain-free, dairy-free version, or you can make a grain-free version with cream cheese. And, um, both of them are absolutely delicious. So I think you're gonna love this, enjoy. Okay, so we're gonna start off by making an almond milk pastry. This is super simple. There's only a few ingredients. If you have never made pastry before, you cannot mess this one up, it's so easy. You just chuck all the ingredients into your mixer, blend it up and you're done. So I'm going to bake the pastry without any filling in the oven and get that ready. And then we'll set that aside to cool make the filling and then assemble the pies. It's a really easy recipe. The hardest thing is filleting the grapefruit, but once you get the hang of it, you'll be fine. And don't worry if it's a bit messy because it will still taste amazing. All right, let's make the pastry. We heat the oven to 180 degrees Celsius. I use fan forced. So we need 300 grams of almond meal. I prefer to use blanched almond meal because you get a, a smoother texture and a whiter kind of pastry that looks more like traditional pastry. Add two eggs. You can do an egg-free variation with chia eggs instead if you prefer. Just a pinch of salt. And then you can use either ghee, butter or um, coconut oil. I'm using 60 grams of unsalted butter. If you use salted butter, just don't add the pinch of salt. If you want to use coconut oil instead of butter to make it dairy-free, you just need to use 30 grams of coconut oil rather than 60 grams because coconut oil sort of ends up crumbling a bit more if you use too much, whereas butter holds together better. So that's it. We just mix that up now and you'll have your pastry. And of course, this can be done in a food processor or by hand. Just mix it until it's smooth. Okay, so scoop that out onto some baking paper. And you can see that's already easy to work with. Like you could totally go ahead and make the pie crusts straight away. But if for some reason yours is a little bit um, soft, then just chill it in the fridge for a little while. Fold it up in the baking paper and then pop it into the fridge. Okay, so we've got our pastry here. I'm just going to divide it roughly in half. Okay, and set that half aside. 
So we need baking paper. We're going to roll out the dough between two sheets of baking paper. So just form it into a ball first. And flatten it a bit with your fingers and then put another sheet of baking paper on top and use your rolling pin to just roll it out to fit your pie dish. It should be about two to three mils thick. Just roll that out. And don't worry if it's a little bit messy because we're gonna, on the edges, because we're going to sort that out. Peel that top layer off. So I usually just grease the pie dish with a little bit of coconut oil or butter. And that way um, the pastry is less likely to stick in it when you try to cut your pie up and serve it. Just grease that a little bit. And we're just going to take that rolled out pastry on the paper, leave it on the paper, and flip it over into your pie dish and press it down. And then you can peel the paper carefully off. And it may crumble in the edges sometimes a little bit, but that's okay because you can just press it back together. There we go. So if you see any bits that need a little more dough, if they're a bit thin, just press them on. It's all good. And then what I do is I kind of just get the edges and fold them over so that the top edge is a little bit thicker. So just press it down or fold it down depending on how much is there. And once you've got it even all around, then you can start crimping the edges. And you can either use a fork or you can use your fingers. This is what I call meditative cooking. I love working with pastry and I love just taking my time and making it look really pretty. So even that out so that the sides are an even thickness all around. You can see I'm just making sure it's not thicker in one section than another and then just press the top down like this so that you've got a flat edge and you can just leave it like that if you want to or you can um, make little scallops with your fingers I'll show you how to do that As you can see, this pastry is super easy to work with. Just, um, yeah, don't be scared of it. All right, so now we're ready to crimp the edges. So just use your fingers and press like this, and then press down with your thumbs. Try and do it a little bit closer here. Press like that, and then like that. So sometimes I'll just go all the way around pressing the two fingers to my two forefingers against the sides to pinch it together. Like that. And it will sort of push up a little bit when you're doing that. But when you're done, just press the edge down with your thumb like that so that it's even and you'll get that lovely shape along the top. A little bit 
fancier than using a fork, but you can totally use a fork if you prefer. We will need a fork now to poke some holes in the bottom of the base. That just helps it not to puff up too much in the oven. Okay, so that's what it should look like when it's done. And we're going to do the same thing in the other dish. So there's a couple of options with this pie. You can just make one pie using half the pastry and you can freeze the pastry for another day if you make a full batch. Or you can use a shallow pie dish and you can easily get two pies out of this recipe. Um, you may need another grapefruit just to make sure you've got pretty fillets. But I usually can get two pies out of this recipe. In the book, I said one pie and then there'd be some leftover jelly. But yeah, depends if you want to sort of, you know, spend a bit more time and make two. I'd rather make two because then I've got one to share with friends and one to have at home with the family. And nobody ever says no to this pie. <laughs> I'm gonna fill the paper up. And I just used that paper again, so I'll just put that aside. I'm just gonna do the same thing again with this one. I'll just show you this. If you um, find that your pastry is making holes like that and sticking to your fingers, it just needs to be chilled a little bit longer. So you can just pop that into the fridge for, for five or 10 minutes and then try again. Um, one of the ways that I get around that is storing my almond meal in the fridge, but this batch I hadn't stored in the fridge. Um, if you store your almond meal in the fridge or freezer, it's always cold and it's always ready to make instant pastry and you don't ever have to chill it because it's already cold when you make it. See that's sticking a little bit? That's all right, I'm just gonna soldier on and mm, I may have to chill that a little bit. Okay, there we go, we're done now and they're ready to go into the oven. So into a 180 degree oven for about 15 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes, depending on when it just gets a little bit browned and it's cooked through. Okay, our next step is to fillet the grapefruit and juice some of the grapefruit and some oranges for the jelly. So let's go ahead and get that done. I've got lots of ruby red grapefruit because it is basically the season um, and I know people with trees my sister has trees my neighbor has trees I keep getting ruby red grapefruit given to me and I'm not complaining because I absolutely love it so it's the perfect time of year to be making this pie so now we're going to juice one of the grapefruit and this is going to go into the jelly we also need the juice of an orange. So you really need, oh, that's not an orange. Is it an orange? That is an orange, look at that. It's beautiful, it must be a pink orange. Okay, so we're gonna use the juice of an orange and the juice of a grapefruit for the jelly. 
If you don't have enough grapefruit, you can use all orange. If you don't have any orange, you can use all grapefruit. But I do like the mixture because it's a little bit sweeter than just grapefruit. So the recipe says half a cup of juice of each. I'm gonna end up with more than that. I'm already at one and a third cups, but that's all right. Because what I do with jelly is just adjust the ratio and make extra jelly. And then I just pour the extra into a tray. And once it sets, I cut it up into cubes and it's just a lovely snack. And you can have that in the freezer. You don't have to keep it in the fridge. So then you've got little jellies on hand for snacks to show you these jellies. These are some that we made the other day. So they're just the grapefruit and orange jellies. They've been in the freezer and I've thawed them out. So you can see they, they are perfectly fine, frozen and then thawed and really good to have on hand. So make extra jelly if you like. So we've got basically, well, nearly two cups here and the ratio in the recipe is one tablespoon of gelatin per cup of juice. So that's really easy to remember. So if you end up with more, you can just adjust um, to suit. So I'll do one and three quarter tablespoons of gelatin. So I'll move over here to the Thermomix and I'm just going to use that for cooking my jelly. Let's pop the juice in, gelatin, one and three quarters. The honey is to taste. I use a quarter of a cup or, or um, nine, about 80 to 90 grams for the recipe, but um, since I'm pretty much doubling it, I've just got a little bit over half a cup here, which would be 180 grams. But you definitely can adjust that to taste. There we go. Gelatin, juice, and a bit of honey, or you can use maple syrup. We're just going to cook that for um, 10 minutes at 100 degrees speed three. If you're not using a thermomix, just simmer this on the stovetop until all the gelatin and honey are melted and then it's ready. While the jelly's cooking, I'm just going to prepare the ingredients for the dairy-free cream cheese. So this one's made with cashews, raw cashews, lemon juice, um, a little bit of vanilla and some water. And um, we're going to use the dairy-free cream cheese on one pie and we'll use a traditional cream cheese on the other one. You can also use labna, which works beautifully if you make your own yogurt or even if you don't, you can drip yogurt through a nut milk bag or through a double layer of muslin. Um, set in a colander over a bowl in the fridge for like 24 hours, sometimes less, and you'll get a beautiful thick yogurt cheese, which is called labna, and you can use that on the base as well. Basically, the, um, the layer of cream cheese seals the pastry on the base and stops the jelly from making it soggy. And it also just creates a really beautiful foil to the tartness of the fruit and the jelly. You get the creaminess and then you get the crunch of the crust and it's just an amazing combo. Okay, the pies are ready, the bases. Um, that was about 13 minutes. So you can see it's just starting to brown on the edges. You can 
turn the oven off now because we're not going to need that again. Just leave those there to cool down. Just show you this. Um, it still says that there's five minutes to go, but the temperature is at 85. And once it gets to 80 degrees, you can pretty much stop because the gelatin will be all mixed through. So let and um, it won't be grainy. What's the word? Melted. <laughs> so let's have a look. Yeah. So I think that's fine. We're just going to set that aside to cool, and then we can make the cashew cream cheese. So we've got 200 grams of raw cashews. We're just gonna mill those first. So you just blend it up and um, mill the cashews. Usually about 10 to 12 seconds is enough. There you go, you can see that's all finely ground. And then we're going to add the lemon juice. and a little bit of vanilla. So I'm using vanilla powder. You can use um, vanilla extract if you like. I usually find with extracts and powders and pastes, you use a lot less of the powder than you do of the extract or paste. So I usually halve it or even quarter it. And we need 80 mils of water. And then we just need to scrape that down. Put that all down into the bowl. And then we're going to blend it until smooth. And you may have to stop and start and scrape it down. Just on speed four. So I'm just going to scrape that down and give it a bit longer until it's smooth. Okay, here we are. So I usually just pop this into the fridge to set a little bit because it's going to be um, firmer once it's cold. Okay, so there you go. That's the cashew cream cheese. Okay, so I'm going to pour the jelly into another jug so I can use this. So I've got a block of cream cheese. I'm just going to pop that in there and blend it up. And I'm just going to add a tiny bit of vanilla. This just makes it easier to spread. got the two different cream cheeses so we can go ahead and put those on the bases now the bases have cooled down now this is the dairy um, cream cheese spread that across the base so I'm using a whole block for is that 250 grams for um, one pie you don't need any sweetener added to the cream cheeses because the jelly is quite sweet. Okay, so there's the cream cheese one. We'll put that aside. And we need the cashew cheese. There we go. This is the cashew cheese. It's softer. It's a lot easier to spread. And you only really need about half a batch. You can use the whole batch of the cashew cream cheese if you want to. But it is a lot, so you can reduce it a bit if <laughs> oh goodness sakes. If you're just making a shallow pie, I'd just use half the batch of the cashew cream cheese. You can obviously make two pies with that one batch. Okay, so there we go. 
Okay, here's how to fillet the grapefruit. So you need a nice sharp knife. I like to use one with um, a sharp point because I just find it easier to get in under the skin. And um, a smaller knife is better than a bigger knife in this case. First, cut off the two ends of the grapefruit, like so. And then following the curve of the grapefruit, slice the skin off in strips. So you're going around the sides from top to bottom and slicing off the skin all around the grapefruit. You want to get as much of the pith off as you can without removing too much of the flesh. So there I'll just go over that until the white's off. Then turn it over and just double check that you've got it all. can see why you need a sharp knife. Okay. And then we just need to open it up. So pop your thumb in the middle and pull it apart at one of the seams <laughs> like that. Open it up and see so you get that beautiful fillet there of grapefruit. You get the segment that's got no skin. See that? That's what you want. So that's what we're gonna use on top of the pie. Now to get the next piece, you slip the point of the knife in under that thin skin membrane and slice like that. Open it up, pop your knife under the edge. Oh, <laughs> that's how easy it is. Beautiful. And then you don't have any bitterness because all the bitterness is in that skin and in the pith. I can't. Sometimes you'll find it sticks a little bit and you just have to cut it and that's why you need a nice sharp knife. And then just wiggle it under the edge and slide it. Oops, somehow I've gotten two there. Sometimes that happens, you'll find, find that happens. If you end up with bits like that, don't worry, just put them aside because you may still need them to fill space. I have a tendency to eat all the messy bits when I'm doing this recipe because I just love grapefruit. So you'll have, um, the recipe says, I think, let me see. The recipe says five grapefruit. We've used one for the jelly. And so you've got four to play with. You may not need five, um, but if you find it difficult to get the pieces to get the hang of the filleting at first, then you may need five. <laughs> so I'll be using five because I'll make two pies with it. You're nearly there. Be careful not to cut yourself. Always move the knife away from your hand. So it's quite therapeutic, this kind of cooking where you've got to take your time Slow down, be patient. It's a bit of a mindfulness exercise. And it's very rewarding in the end when you get to eat the um, results. <laughs> so just be careful and don't rush because otherwise you will break the little fillets. Take your time. All right, so we've got our filleted grapefruit here and we're going to start arranging it on top of the cream cheese layer. So just 
go around the edges first, like that, sort of um, tilting them as you go so that they're facing the center. Okay, so if you have some large pieces and smaller pieces, just make sure that you use the larger pieces on the outside edge um, because you'll find that the smaller ones will fit better in the middle. So we've got a few little ones here. And if you want to, you can change direction for the center. Sometimes it's hard to fit them. There we go, how's that? If you're using the cashew cream cheese, it's probably best to set that in the freezer to chill before putting the jelly on top. Now we just need to pour the jelly over. So get yourself a spoon and pour the jelly over the spoon so that it doesn't dig a hole into the um, cream cheese. It just helps it to drizzle on there a little bit more gently. Okay, so you only want to fill the jelly to the edge of the crust, no further. And now you need a nice flat surface in your freezer or fridge to set that um, because you don't want it to tip or you're going to have a wonky jelly. <laughs> Nobody wants wonky jelly. All right, I'll be back soon to show you the finished product. Any bits that are left along with any jelly can either be set into a flat dish and cut into cubes like I showed earlier, or you can just pop it into a bowl and you have a lovely jelly that you can serve. And we're done. Here's the finished pie, looking amazing. And when you slice that, you get the layer of cream cheese and the layer of jelly and fruit. Thanks for watching guys, I hope you enjoyed that. If you want to make this recipe, you'll find it in the notes below, or of course, in this cookbook, which is available at quirkycooking.com.au, both as a book and as an app. All right, thanks, see you next week.